0: Top of the evening, or morning, or afternoon, depending on where you are. It is so great to be back. This is TV Channeling. I'm Tachi.
1: And I'm Kevin. And this is episode nine.
0: Woo! Who thought we would get to episode nine? I did, but maybe nobody else did.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure all of our critics out there were like, they won't make it past episode two.
0: Yes, all two of them. So...
1: (laughs) (laughs) good to hear from you because all the rest of them were fans yes we only had exactly only two people that were critical and hating on us
0: exactly well it's good to hear your voice again this week kevin
1: oh and it's great to hear yours tachi so what is going on in the news and entertainment this week
0: oh oh you're getting right into it huh no playing okay so (laughs) this week people want their entertainment
1: news they want it now they don't care how we're doing
0: They give their two dams how we're doing. But we'll tell you we're doing fine in in any case, in case you do care. So let's get to the news, as Kevin is so itching for us to get to. Uh, Unfortunately, there are two deaths in entertainment news. Uh, The first, Alec McCowan. If you are a fan of British television, he's a British actor. He played Saint and Fool. He was in King Lear. He was also in... uh, one of the james bond movies uh never say never again and he he was such a renowned british actor also the loneliness of the long distance runner but he died at age 91 so he lived quite a good life he was quite an accomplished actor and he will be missed he's really well known uh for the theater of course but um for he first played the role uh he first played the role of Hadrian the 7th in london in 1968 which gave him a Tony award nomination when he did it in, in uh, on broadway the next year so rest well
1: wow what a great career
0: absolutely absolutely and then our second death did you ever watch battlestar galactica when you were young oh
1: tachi i was gonna say um because i know what what's coming up with this particular loss but uh when it comes to sci fi fans, in my opinion, there are two schools of thought. there's the original battle Battlestar Galactica fans, and there are the uh you know reimagined Battlestar Galactica fans, where Starbuck is now a chick, so <laughs> you're in two camps <laughs>
0: so let's talk about the original camp of <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, actor Richard Hatch who played in the original Battlestar Galactica as Captain Apollo, both uh in the TV series and in um in the movie, uh, passed away Tuesday, which is unfortunate, at his home in Santa Clarita, California, with his son Paul by his side, 71 years old. I and mean, he had been battling pancreatic cancer, according to a statement from his family. And you know, with pancreatic cancer, whenever you hear cases like that, they tend to go, you know, pretty rapidly so that's unfortunate
1: oh yeah it's really sad but um he, he had oh uh, I'm sure a lot of fanboys that remember him from the original Battlestar Galactica And um, do you have any of his other credits um, uh, after Battlestar?
0: After Battlestar Galactica, let's see. He, of course, was in the 2003 remake. He got a Golden Globe nomination for his his role in the first series. I'd have to go to IMDB. Theme. Oh, Tachi! No, oh, oh I'm wait a sorry. minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on. All My Children in nineteen seventy, Streets of San Francisco, uh, and he was in a couple of other. Yeah, yeah. So if you remember those two, you'll remember him from All My Children, Streets of San Francisco. He, if, if I'm not mistaken, also he made he was a guest or so on Love Boat. In the love boat if i'm not mistaken i think i'm right oh on my that.
1: god well first i just love that that is that is a shot in the dark you can any star that was around in the 70s or early 80s you can pretty much say any name i believe they were on the love boat and 98 of the time you will be right
0: <laughs> exactly so. <But> not just <laughs> love boat, they were either <laughs> on love boat on fantasy island or both <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, you know your career no, you start out on the love boat when you're a fledgling and you're trying to really get your career going. But when you're when your career is going gangbusters and your agent has like is like fielding all kinds of offers, that is when you get the call from to be on the on um, Fantasy Island. So, that's, that's when you get a that's chance true. to meet and you get to get on the little plane.
0: Exactly. And, you know, the funny thing is I was watching reruns of Fantasy Island the other day. And I was like, wait, where are you watching
1: reruns of Fantasy Island?
0: <laughs> right there, there, You know, all these obscure cable channels like um, H&I and, and those types of – there with all these obscure little cable channels. So, anyway, I think it's H&I that it comes on. And, yeah, it's like back-to-back-to-back fantasy island. And, of course, when I was small, I watched it. But, you know, when you're little, you don't really get the full gist of it. It's TV. So, for me, it didn't matter what the purpose was behind it. But I watched it. I was like, this show is bloody ridiculous. (laughs) It's true pure fantasy. What I was watching it. so Oh,
1: it was, what's crazy to me is, I remember there was like a movie that began Fantasy Island, and it had more of a darker kind of tinge to it. And it had this element of the idea that if you die in the fantasy that you are living out, you're just you're straight up dead. It, that's just the end. So it had and 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 Mr. Rourke had kind of a kind of a somewhat villainous. We didn't know exactly what his motives were in the movie, and maybe there was some kind of like slight kind of tie to like is Fantasy Island have something to do with like you know the uh the occult. And then when they made it into like a TV series, it's just like they wiped, they got rid of all of that. And it was just a vehicle for uh, people whose careers were either on the way up or very much on the way down to, to come in uh, <laughs> and, uh, and play some ridiculous story. Because one of the things that was a staple of Fantasy Island was the idea that where you would come on there and your fantasy was to, Go back to pilgrim days and pilgrim days. In your fantasy, you meet this incredible man, but then he ends up, uh, you know, like being uh, t- killed for being a witch or something like that. And then you're all like, Oh, and, well, uh, he's like, Tachi, did you enjoy your trip to Fantasy then, Well, yeah, Mr. Wark, I didn't get quite what I bargained for. I'm a little sad, but I thank you so much. I had an experience I'll never forget. And then all of a sudden, you get on the plane who's sitting next to you but the man you fell in love with whose fantasy was to die as, as being tried as a witch and it worked out after
0: all it always worked out there was never any problems here on fantasy island there was never any problem oh good but i watched again this is the first time in a long time i had watched it and you realize how ridiculous the show is but i still watched it so anyway Battlestar Galactica, I hope he rests in peace.
1: Oh, obviously, yeah. He He will be missed.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so off of, uh, the passings and on to some other entertainment news there's a lot of stuff so i have to temper myself right so let's talk about we can't get away without talking about the super bowl let me just ask out of curiosity did you watch the super bowl
1: i actually watched some of the super bowl i actually didn't i wandered by when uh the halftime show was gonna happen of course and (laughs) the funniest thing was um was after the halftime show was over i remember one of the commentators asking one of the other uh commentators like well now that the game is like 23 to uh to zero what can what can the other team do to come back what can god what's the quarterback's name the patriots quarterback no i can't uh, remember his name i can remember his wife's name giselle bündchen but i can't remember his name i just told you tom brady Okay. Okay. What can Tom Brady do to bring the team back now that they're like it's the game is half over and they're down like twenty four points? I'm like nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. Well, they made you
0: a liar because they came back and one and this was the first time ever in Super Bowl history that a Super overtime. Bowl game had gone into overtime yes it actually
1: so, was an exciting game i if to, to get me to watch the second half of a game i i actually came into it about i'd say Right before it went into overtime, I started watching it. I'm like, this is damned. Ex- I can't believe that this that they turned this game around. And the, the, the funny thing is I saw that a lot of celebrities actually left early because they thought the same thing I did. They're like, well, this crap is over. It's like Jeeves, bring the car around so we can Dutch. get the hell out of Dutch. Not Jeeves.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they had a, a Marky Mark. Sorry,
1: Mark Wahlberg left early with his son. And I'm okay, like, that speaks to where you go back. you were you're probably part of the Funky Bunch. Exactly. No, no, no.
0: I I wasn't that deep, but he'll always. You're feeling those good
1: vibrations.
0: Not really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But you know, no disrespect, Marky Mark. He left with his sons early. He was like, "Well, it's a wrap." But you know how stupid do people feel that were Patriots fans that left early and then they missed? everything they oh yeah the ones that, of did,
1: that the, the ones did. that must really be, the people that were the uh the uh Atlanta fans that left early they're not feeling anything uh, they're they're glad that they didn't see it <laughs> but the Patriots fans the longtime Patriots fans that left early must uh, really be heartbroken
0: all I have to say is people it's just a game <laughs> I guess to to football fans, it's not just a game, but it was exciting. And I don't give two dams about football. I'll tell you that. But it was an exciting game. I happened to be at a Super Bowl party, of course, because there was food there. So, <laughs> 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 of course, they lured you there with food. They lured me there with good Super Bowl snacks. So you knew, you know I have to be there. And I always know at this particular place, the food is going to be good at my, my one friend's house. So I was over there and I was actually kind of into it. It was really, it was really an exciting game. I will say that. So it all sorts of stuff. It was all over social media, of course. And. First time for it made a lot of firsts, right? First time in overtime Super Bowl game. Then the underdog wins at that. So kudos. All right, let's
1: cut to the let's cut to the real news, Tachi. What did you think of the halftime show?
0: Well, yeah, you're like the the real news. Damn the game. The real news is the halftime show. So lady for those of you who did not watch, Lady Gaga was the halftime show entertainment and she basically did her catalog of favorites. If you think about it, you know, it was her catalog of favorites. She came in flying kind of Well, she leaped. She did all these t- kind of superhero
1: leaps. Yeah, she leapt the, She leapt into the stadium from the roof at the beginning and then she leapt off the leapt stage out. at the end.
0: She said peace and she leapt off with her uh, pseudo shoulder pads. Uh, super bowl shoulder pads on you notice <laughs> she had that rib cage and Her shoulder pads
1: shoulder pads
0: the bejeweled shoulder pad <laughs> bedazzled was, there you go bejeweled and bedazzled it was it was actually right in keeping with the super bowl i it was good here's the problem whenever you have beyonce as a super bowl now no disrespect because i think lady gaga is a brilliant performer But whatever you have, Beyonce was the year before, you know, no, actually,
1: no, Beyonce was a guest star the year before the last year's, uh, the actual headline was Coldplay. Coldplay had Beyonce and Bruno Mars come in uh, as guests. That's right. So it
0: was, that's right. The year before was her, this year was Bruno Mars and Beyonce as guests. But you know, be uh Queen Bee Beehive people don't care to them. She was a Super Bowl uh, performer. So it was cold play, absolutely. But when you have so but she debuted formation, okay? There was all that when you have that type of thing, and when you have you had a three four last year, and then you when you come off of that high to a single performer. That single performer really has to bring it, to, and I don't—I'm I not saying she didn't do well. I think she did really well. I don't know. I just think it was good. To me, it was not spectacular.
1: What about? All right, me? little monsters attack! Attack! You know what? See,
0: you are not my friend. You're supposed to be trying to shield me from their wrath. Shield me from their wrath. I'm definitely not a little monster, but I think she is
1: brilliant. All right. All right, just for uh, okay now Tachi's uh Twitter account is
0: <laughs> no you don't no you don't <laughs> no my friend you will not
1: wow so but what did you think of it? Well, the funny thing is, it's a couple things. It reminds me of, of last year. It's it's these. I feel like there's tricks that that happened last year and this year, and they kind of echo one another. And what I mean by that is this. Last year when Beyonce came out, I thought that Beyonce was there because on Coldplay's new album at the time, last year it was the new album, um, he had a song that featured Beyonce. So I'm like, oh well, you're right. obviously you're gonna have Beyonce on a show that with Coldplay and they have a song and there's a song on their album and there's a video featuring Beyonce on their new song. They will perform that at the Super Bowl. Makes sense, right? And then Beyonce comes out and does not sing the song that they had that they did together—that's on the friggin' album. I'm like, that's what I actually was tuning in for—was to hear that song—and so I was upset about that then cut to this year um they show um uh uh, gaga all of a sudden you start hearing that telephone song the duet that she did with beyonce and even that she's on like one half of the stage and i'm like oh my god they're about to like they're about to drop a pregnant beyonce out of a helicopter or something it's gonna come down to sing the second the singer part of telephone and and then it's just like she sings all of it by herself it's just like don't do that don't sing songs that have famous people that you sing it with by yourself at the super bowl because everybody's waiting for some big surprise and that part of that anticipation to me made people feel at the end of it like the, the performance wasn't that great because we're thinking it was a great gaga performance but then we're thinking it's gonna be gaga and a, a pregnant with uh with uh twins beyonce Live, dance off, and then we don't get that. We're like, want one. Look, here's the thing. They did that that's the
0: overhype from beforehand. I can't even blame Gaga for that one. Because oh, no, there I are can. all these rumors that I know can. you can. I blame I know her
1: you can. <laughs> no, uh, the reason why I blame her is I'm sorry, I'm sorry. if I have a famous uh if if I have in my catalog of all my hits, which there are many too it's not we don't have enough time on the show for me to list all my back gap back catalog of hits, but if I am about to perform for people and I start singing my song that that the the song I sing with Beyonce share and uh madonna and like oh my god where's madonna and no nobody's coming on stage don't tease people by singing a song that you're famous for singing with some other superstar do not so that was on a lady gaga lady gaga has enough hits that she could just sing all the songs that she sings by herself she didn't need to dig into singing some song that she's famous for singing with another star
0: clearly kevin is not upset about this not okay, at so, all. <laughs> not at all, not in the least. <laughs> so before we move on from that, let me, let me just say that because like right after the performance, sales for uh the bad romance for bad romance increased over one thousand percent on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: So you know what's I'm, I'm you sure... know what's funny though uh, now what now what was the percentage of her current album's uh record sales going up? Good like question. Two, I don't percent? know it could Which, be it could be like one and a half percent it might be even. more
0: it might be more i I would need to check into that i know for bad romance for the the past album it went up but think about it she sang a lot of songs from the past album so it makes sense that that would be the case but i okay. don't know we'll see we'll see you're just a little perturbed so we're gonna move on before you explode <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on to this before <laughs> you explode. <laughs> okay. Next story. Next story. Next. Okay. So let's talk The Insider. Did you ever
1: watch The Insider? I um I know of its existence. And oh, you know what I, what's funny? I haven't fun. really watched the Insider, but what I have seen is where um I can't remember what show it was that made fun of it, where they would actually show all of the teasers the Insider does, where they uh, just like they what they would extend it, where they just show basically teaser after teaser after teaser, because the, apparently the Insider was famous for just these outrageous teasers. It's like you won't believe what happened to this puppy. Why is this mom so mad? You know so. <laughs> All I know about that that That's what
0: they do. That's what they do. Now, I didn't really watch it all the time, but I was interested a little bit because one of the co-hosts, Louis Aguirre, Louis Aguirre, is how you say his name. He came out of this market in Miami. So he was, uh, we have a show here called Deco Drive. And Deco Drive is basically like an Entertainment Tonight or uh, E! News. It's it's our local version of that. But you know, because it's Miami, there are a lot of celebrities that are that come in and out that and that live here. So it's, you know, that's our version of that. So he was a host on Deco Drive and then got this bigger gig on The Insider. So sorry to say that gig is no more, because they are going to end their run in September after 13 seasons. So The Insider has been on for uh, 13 seasons, which is quite some time. Not necessarily 13 years, but 13 seasons. So they're ending their run in September. The The Insider is on CBS, and it was a spinoff from Entertainment Tonight, and it was just this week that they released that it is going to be canceled. So obviously, you know, there's
1: a part oh of the thing. Oh my God, Tachi. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've had another moment like in? we did. We've had another moment like we did last week. Okay. okay. When you said the insider, I was thinking you were t- was talking about that show that starred Deborah Norville. Was the that main
0: that's Inside Edition?
1: Okay. Well, then I was making fun of that, <laughs> not the inside.
0: I was like, maybe they did talk about puppies on The Insider, but they... No, they did not. <laughs> Oh, Okay, so we had another hip-hop moment. That's what I'm going to call it, <laughs> the hip-hop moment.
1: Okay, not only am I not going to be co-hosting on uh, on hip-hop channeling, I'm soon to no longer be hosting on TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly! So not Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We're talking The Insider, which is a news magazine type show about celebrities. You got it? Okay. Okay.
1: I was sure you we we're talking about inside edition uh inside uh um god dang i'm, I'm getting mixed up already again uh what's the never normal the, one
0: inside inside edition i was inside I edition I was versus the
1: insider okay you know so
0: i i was like i don't recall the show with puppies but maybe that will work maybe i just wasn't watching <laughs> that day
1: well you know what? You know what, I'm actually happy for Deborah Norville. That means she is still staying employed. Good for you, Deborah Norville. <laughs> she
0: is and they have some other stuff coming up, so uh that's for another show.
1: Oh well but... you know what you know what Listen, now that now that I actually know what we're actually talking about. Yes the- Inside, The Insider was so incredibly superfluous. Why did that show exist? Because I never understood that other than just why not make it an hour version of, uh, Entertainment Tonight. The Insider had nothing that was different initially when The Insider first came into being. It had like a kind of a panel thing, and they would have people like Niecy Nash and the regular host, and they would be like gossiping about that. They'd actually kind of discuss and digest that day in entertainment news, so it seemed like it had a reason to being. Now, for you know, for for its existence, but uh, and then the other idea of it was insider. We're gonna go deeper into stories. We're gonna take you behind the scenes. But wait a minute, what does Entertainment Tonight do? Go. Behind the scenes and take you deeper into the stuff. It's like it's the exact same show with different uh, co-hosts there, and and they normally in most markets they follow each other. It's Entertainment Tonight followed by Inside Edition. It's the exact same show, and even when you look at the beginning, the first like uh, thirty seconds of each show, what they would be teasing the uh, about the upcoming episode, it'd be the exact same stories.
0: So you mean the Insider, not Inside Edition?
1: The Insider. <laughs> the Insider. <laughs>
0: okay, They're just helping you out here. So, well, here's the thing. Uh, entertainment Tonight has been on for, for a number of years, and they are usually the leader in the categories of entertainment news magazines. They usually come in at the top, That and, and then... Uh, followed by Inside Edition. Inside Edition, though, has pulled away from the celebrity gossip thing, and they really now focused on human interest stories and viral videos. Like you said, the puppy. You won't believe what happened to the puppy. So <coughs> then there's a major gap between the next tier of entertainment news magazines. So Warner Brothers does TMZ, and they tend to be more at the bottom of the ratings uh barrel. NBC Universal does Access Hollywood. Well... And then uh, Warner Brothers also does extra, followed by the Insider. Okay, the Insider is last. So ratings were clearly a, a factor in the decision to cancel it. And here's another thing: it's not just the ratings. It's there's uh, so much celebrity information online now that paying for the licensing and things of, of a lot for the, that a lot of these shows have to do may not be worth it. So bye. somebody got to go.
1: Wait a minute. There are other places that people can go to hear the latest entertainment news besides oh. the Insider Entertainment Tonight.
0: Who would have thought? There's this thing called the <laughs> internet. What? Yes, and I believe they came. They've come up with these new things called apps.
1: So, oh wow! Yeah. All right. yeah there or we maybe go. even some upstart uh, podcasters. I don't know.
0: But anyway, <laughs> the,
1: but but one of the big things that they had their big get, and this is going to sound super mean <laughs> so after you get through writing about how upset you are with tachi then for, for, oh, for her go. shameless attacks on lady gaga then you, you can write to me about this the big story I remember, see? The,
0: the, the big story, see? Oh, I'm the, not big story. Go ahead.
1: the big story i saw them basically um uh glug, um uh plugging uh was their uh interview with alan thick's son about the death of his father um on on the insider and it's just like alan thick was beloved i don't deny it but yes. he's, he died a while ago now and for that to be your top story not only your top story but you doing commercials telling us it's like we're gonna hear from alan Thick's son it's like He's not going to say anything shocking. He's going to say, I miss my father. I loved my father. My father was a good guy. Am I going to basically drop everything to hear Alan Thicke's song say how much of Alan Thicke's son uh, say that he loved his dad and his dad was a great guy? I mean, I already knew that his dad was a great guy and a nice man. So it's just they plug that as if they had some huge exclusive like, you know, we have somebody we're going to interview like Oprah after her alien abduction. That's how they sold it. Like it was that big of a story. It's like it's not a big story.
0: Well, you have to read between the lines. It's really not about Alan Thick and, you know, how Robin Thick misses Alan Thick.
1: He, no, it wasn't no, Robin. Robin Thick. It wasn't, no, mess. it wasn't even Robin Thick. No, I would give you that. If it was Robin Thick uh, talking about uh, uh, losing his father, then you can sneak some questions in about Paula Patton or right. um, his abuse oh, allegations. No, it was his other son, the son that he was was with him when he had the uh, heart attack that son that we don't know from Adam. He doesn't have any, like, uh, history of drug abuse that we know about that we can question him about and uh, known for basically uh, uh, cheating and sleeping with tons of models while he's married to Paula Patton, America's uh, biracial sweetheart. No. So...
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't call her a biracial sweetheart.
1: (laughs) She's America's biracial sweetheart. So anyway... (laughs) There's my point is it's oh. quite <laughs> I know this is
0: coming to a point so go ahead. We're
1: going to all this out, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This is too rich. This is too rich. Can a podcast be canceled? <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> That's a great thing about independent media. <laughs> Because I think the the people upstairs are going to, like, maybe have to, like, pull the plug after this episode. All right. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> the point is that at least if it was an interview with Alan Thicke after the death of his father, that would be an an avenue for the reporter to, like, sneak in questions about his uh, tumultuous divorce and the custody battle and all that kind of other all the disaster that is robin thick um so there they plugged it like no i see i see your reporter mind was thinking that same thing like oh well then no kevin there's other stuff no there's nothing else there because it wasn't robin thick i thought it was robin thick
0: when you said the sun i assumed it was robin thick so i can see right that through that like a sheer curtain I knew yeah. that was okay. But, and it wasn't even right.
1: a trick thing where you would think it was potentially Robin Thick because they actually showed the image of the other son and actually uh, said, his name by, said, him by, uh, said his actual name. So you knew it wasn't Robin Thick. It wasn't like uh, Alan Thick's son uh, talks tonight. And you're thinking like, oh, you would just assume it was Robin Thick, And then you get there, it's like, wah, wah. No, it didn't even have the wah, wah factor. <laughs> they actually acted as if it was like a big deal, a big get. That they had Robin Thick's other son, who we don't know from Adam, um saying how great What's a guy his, his father was. No disrespect to name? Alan Thick to anybody who's gonna don't hate on me for that. Alan Thick was a lovely man. what what is his other son's name, out of curiosity? Um, let's call him Jeff. And I, I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know what uh, his <laughs> other son's name. <laughs> That no. that is the point, Tachi. It isn't news because we don't know who you don't. I don't know his other son's name. You don't know his other son's name, and we love entertainment news. <laughs> How about Jedediah? <laughs> yes, his other son,
0: Jedediah <laughs> Thick. Because <laughs> <laughs> for all we know, that's really his name. So before we move on to our next section, where Kevin is going to talk about what he's watching, I wanted to end up. End this out by saying, if anybody is worried about any of Shonda Rhimes' shows not making it back on TGIT, don't be. Because the lineup is still going strong. You've got Grey's Anatomy, which is still going strong, Scandal. And how to get away with murder have each been picked up for another season. So still block, yes, still block off your Thursdays. So next season will be the 14th season for Grey's Anatomy, the seventh for Scandal and how to get away with murder will be on its fourth. So collectively, that means there will be 25 seasons of Shonda's plot twists available for your viewing pleasure. And I hope you're ready.
1: I can't believe that Viola Davis has managed to get away with murder for now four years. She, they, the cops cannot touch her.
0: <laughs> she, if you watched last night, <laughs> you saw what happened. <laughs> you saw what happened.
1: Well, she. Um, I, I, I am confident that it, now it's always darkest before the dawn right i am viola i believe first of all what the the idea that we're supposed to be afraid that she's gonna like go to prison it's just like there's not gonna be a a high with murder where she's just in prison for a a whole season no
0: that would never fly and then what she becomes general she becomes a general counsel for all the inmates helping them get off that's not gonna work
1: yeah, no. We need to. We I need to see Viola Davis in some crazy, cool-looking wigs with her spanks on and those tight pencil skirts walking down some hallway. Bad ass. Uh, what's the word you always say? Shiz or sh- whatever. Ish. I need her look. <laughs> I need her walking down a hallway in slow motion. <laughs> so, I, I, are you are you saying skirt. something
0: about the way she looked while she was in prison? Are you saying that's no, She's she just... yeah,
1: now that that's one thing that shows to me that viola davis is truly a consummate actress because she will give you whatever the character calls for so if the character yes. has to look very bad i mean she did a, a, one of a first things of did in the first season that was like season that was a lot of a was she of off was uh, wig pulled Not only did she pull off the wig in a scene that was shocked people, but then she got a a wet wipe and, like, wiped off her makeup, and then after she pulled, she slowly sat there in front of the mirror, took her wig off, took all her makeup off, then she picked up on her phone, and she turned around to her husband and says, Why is your penis on this girl's dead girl's phone? I will never forget that.
0: Everybody, I think, in the entire country at the same time went, Woo! At the same time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and what i love about that line is a it's never good news that your husband's penis is on anybody's phone but thank when you. it's on a dead girl's phone it's
0: thank even you. worse thank you very much <laughs> Child, and she, mm. well i'm so Poodle excited no,
1: i'm a i uh i've kind of fallen off the wagon with scandal i gotta try and like get back into it i never watched scandal from the beginning i came into scandal about uh about three seasons in or something like that and i started because everybody kept talking about how incredible it was and after watching a couple uh episodes i was like oh my god i'm sucked into this now too but i kind of fell off the wagon uh uh towards the end of last year because a lot of other stuff was going on with me and um but uh, Grey's gray's anatomy um i have loved that show pretty much from jump.
0: absolutely absolutely and why why not it's got great characters, especially that beautiful Jesse Williams. He's just a beautiful soul. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sure really that what watching. you're admiring
1: is his soul. Yeah. Uh-huh. I,
0: am, I really am. He's got a really good spirit and a really good soul. He's not bad to look at either. So, Oh, he is? Did you just realize that five seconds ago? Uh-huh. You know what? Let's move on to our next, <laughs> <laughs> to our next section. Kevin, I'm really interested to the, to get your heat off of me. I'm really interested to know what you're watching, and I'm sure everybody else wants to know too.
1: I have been watching Jesse Tyler in um uh uh in Grey's Anatomy, so let's discuss him more and put you Keith know Toshy what. <laughs> <laughs> On to your pick kevin focus okay. <laughs> you know what i've been watching um recently i have been watching uh the new uh sitcom speechless and um this year there were a lot of new uh sitcoms that premiered and there really hasn't been anything that stuck with me really um a lot of things i can only barely get through one episode but i am loving this show and um, Speechless premiered on ABC on September 21st in 2016. And I'll tell you a little bit about the pilot and a little bit why, about why I love the show. Okay. okay. In the first episode, it begins with, Ma- uh, with Maya, played by the incredible Minnie Driver, uh, and her husband, uh, Jimmy, and their three children, uh, 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 Her moving her three children and her husband to a run-down old house in the incredibly expensive city of Newport Beach, California. Because a high school there uh, has promised her a full-time voice for her special needs son, JJ. JJ has cerebral palsy and um, actually can't uh, communicate verbally, but he communicates by with a laser pointer and he can point out words and letters to spell words. And he's all there mentally. he just can't verbalize it. And so um he needs somebody they feel to have a better high school experience who can actually be his voice. Uh, and basically kind of like a um uh, uh, God, a translator, a translator. Okay. Okay. okay, so anyway, the family is used to moving um, they've moved a whole bunch of times trying to find the right fit uh, for JJ. Um, But the strain of endless moves is starting to get to his uh, siblings. He has a sister named uh, Dylan, and um, he has a brother named Ray, uh, who's the least quirky member of the DiMeo family. Um, uh, Another character on the show is uh, Cedric uh, Yarbrough. Uh, He plays Kenneth kenneth is the school's janitor who says he is the only black person in all of newport beach and having been to newport beach once i don't find that at all hard to believe (laughs) (laughs) i think he's telling the straight up truth and because of that kind of of fish-out-of-water thing that he has going being in Newport Beach. He understands J.J., and he kind of um, instantly, they develop a rapport, and he ends up becoming the person who's going to be J.J.'s aide and um, his voice and um, quits being a janitor at the school and ends up basically being J.J.'s constant companion. Another member of the family that i got to give a shout-out to is uh, the dad, the character of the dad, Jimmy, who's played by John Ross uh, Bowie. Um, uh, He is the calm to Maya Storm, uh, but uh, he has his own zen weirdness thing going, which I love. So he's not just playing some uh, bland regular TV dad or the other sitcom cliche, the idiot TV dad he's his own thing i love that he's not an idiot which is unusual i love the fact that uh mini driver is such a force of nature in this in her desire to uh protect her son and give him the best possible life and sometimes her other kids kind of get lost in the shuffle uh but they're all fully developed characters and they i just love the family dynamic there is a quirkiness to the family and the show, and um, I just love that. And also, the uh, one thing I wanted to mention was the show's creator is Scott Silvery uh, from Friends, is one of the Friends creators, and he comes from a family with a special needs child. Uh, and some of the other writers on the show staff uh, have experience uh, in similar situations, and I think it shows because. You, you'd think this could be like uh, some kind of like super saccharine or like some kind of like after school special slash comedy where it's like super heartwarming and it's like about this create uh, courageous, uh, disabled uh, uh, kid, but he is a kid in every sense of the word. He is a full uh, fledged individual with his own hopes and dreams and it's not like, some kind of uh, they even give uh, mention a term I never heard, like you know, uh, disability porn, where about the idea that people that are able bodied want to see disabled people as these kind of courageous, kind of angel kind of characters that make them feel better about their own lives. And JJ refuses to be that, and his family refuses to have him be that. And I love that. And they and they milk so much comedy out of that and so it is such a refreshing treat and um it's available on abc their app and um if you have on demand through your cable or anything like that you can watch the back episodes and it airs on uh it airs at eight thirty 30 eastern and pacific time on wednesdays
0: oh there's just so much on television now that was completely off my radar so you would recommend it then
1: Oh, my God. I can't recommend it highly enough. It is so funny. And uh, one of my favorite episodes is one where um, Minnie Driver has this thing where they go every year, they go on a vacation that is supposed to be completely random. And she just drops everything. And, like, the kids just drop out. of just You're not going to school. We're going on our random vacation. And literally, they, like, start driving. And, like, should we go left or should we go right? Should we uh, go east? Should we go west? And they basically make it up along the way. But their son, um, their young, their their youngest son Ray feels incredibly uncomfortable with this and he hates it he wants a real vacation so what he does is he does all these things to manipulate them to go the places he actually wants to go and have them have a truly planned vacation unbeknownst to all the family they're having they're experiencing a planned vacation and it was just genius the show is so clever and it's also a i didn't mention this but it's a filmed one camera film show versus a three camera show i Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on our show, but I am not a fan of three camera before a live studio audience uh, sitcoms with laugh tracks. Uh, if, if, If the world were run by me, not only would it be a better, happier place for all, but there would be no more shows with laugh tracks. I can figure out when to laugh myself. Thank you very much. And if you have to give me a cue when to laugh, it tells me your show's not funny.
0: Because you are the bastion of all that's funny.
1: (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. awesome. We'll check that out. I'll definitely check it out. So on from Speechless to our pick of the week. Well, not necessarily our pick. Our weekly review. Our weekly review. What we chose to watch this week. That's a better way. The weekly review. So it was Riverdale for this week. And I'm going to let Kevin tell you a little bit about it first.
1: Okay. First of all, for the uh, people who may not have heard anything about Riverdale, Riverdale is basically an updated, kind of weird, twisted version of the Archie comics. Um, There have been many versions, apparently, of the Archie comics from the original that I didn't even know about. Um, And also, there's been Archie... um, Uh, graphic novels, all kinds of stuff. There was even a zombie version of Archie. But this is more of a nighttime soap kind of uh, it it even has like a a dark kind of vibe going for it that has some, that seems like it might have a little bit of twin peaks. I've heard some of the producers describe it as a a, a twin peaks kind of meets Archie uh, comic kind of thing. So um, this is not, this isn't your dad's your granddad's, your dad's, or even your big brother's, Archie. This is a completely new kind of imagining, and it is on the CW, and it airs on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock uh, Pacific and uh, uh, Eastern Time. So let me tell you a little bit about the, uh, the show. Uh, oh, one thing, if you don't know, that Tachi and I always watch the first two episodes of every show we review each week. And yes. there's no exception here this week. We both checked out the first two episodes of Riverdale. So after watching the first episode of Riverdale, we all know what Archie Andrews did last summer. The soon-to-be sophomore redhead got totally uh jacked working construction all summer long for his dad, 90210's Luke Perry's Construction uh, Company. Walking home uh, uh, from work, Archie's music teacher, Miss uh, Grundy, uh, Sarah Habel, uh, catches a glimpse of her student's Uh, newfound abs she pulls over and offers him a ride and before you can say crazy inappropriate or statutory rape the two of them are going at it in the backseat of her car
0: (laughs) um (laughs) let me just say yuck continue
1: <laughs> All right. Miss Grundy isn't the only, uh, Riverdale resident crushing hard on Archie. There's Betty Cooper, uh, the sweet girl next door who wishes she and Archie were more than just, uh, longtime best friends. And Veronica Lodge, uh, played by, uh, Camila Mendez, uh, the beautiful, a uh, daughter of a millionaire facing embezzlement charges uh who's new in town and instantly finds herself in a love triangle uh with new friend Betty and Archie the sad thing the sad thing is Betty and Veronica have absolutely no clue that the love triangle that they're in is actually a square thanks to Miss Grundy <laughs> anyway, um, if Archie's summer doesn't seem eventful enough yet, uh, while getting hot with teacher in the forest on the 4th of July, uh, he and Miss Grundy hear something that could be very important in the investigation of a mysterious death of Riverdale High's star quarterback, Jason Blossom. So basically Tachi what did you think of Riverdale so
0: it's interesting because the funny thing is remember I told you last week that my sister lives in Riverdale there's a Riverdale in the Bronx in New York it's a section of the Bronx so I'm thinking I'm like okay is this modeled after Riverdale and it's really weird because there was a John F. Kennedy reference in in there I think I don't remember it was the first or the second episode I don't know if you heard it but they did that, and John F. Kennedy actually went to school in Riverdale New York. Wow <laughs> so when they, they, there were a lot of weird parallels so obviously this was not Riverdale, New York because you could see by the mountains that uh, that that was like either the Rockies or so- it wasn't out it wasn't out east <laughs> so clearly clearly it is it was uh, someplace out west but in any case, I did not when I first started watching it i was like oh jesus here we go with another not it's not and i love 90210 but i watched 90210 when i was like a teenager right not uh not uh when you know as as an adult so i thought it was going to be another like girls type something that was like really for millennials and i'm like okay i can already see there's too many young people in this. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna feel this <laughs> at all. There's too many millennials in this. This is not gonna be for me at all. Luke Perry has aged, yo. <laughs> I was looking at him, I was like, damn. I get you know, I don't expect him to be Dylan forever, but you know, you kind of think that way, and then I'm like, Look at all the wrinkles in his forehead. Gee. But in any case Oh my god, Tachi, you are so shallow. I yeah call I am <laughs>
1: as if we didn't learn that from the the so the so-called love of your of uh of Jesse Tyler's uh beautiful spirit. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, uh, Jesse Williams. See, <laughs> in Tachi speak, in Tachi speak, spirit equals abs. But you um, know what?
0: That doesn't mean he doesn't have abs. I mean, I think he's he's great, and you know what? After a while, I stopped thinking about him as Dylan. And more about uh being archie's dad
1: Archie's dad, well, you know what yeah. one of the things' it's funny that you mentioned that cause, uh as far as in when you look Luke Perry was like thirty when you <laughs> when you were watching him on when he was supposedly a high school student
0: <laughs> on right, right. <laughs> right it was the same thing with the actress actress that played Andrea or Andrea. she was actually like much older than the rest of them, so like none of them were teenagers, so I get. Lou Perry is probably, what, in his 50s now? so
1: <laughs> Yeah, so he's not going to look the same as he did when he was a teen. And no. one of the things that, that, that clearly shows, that to, to me, a scene that shows that the torch has been passed as far as in the teen dream hunk was there was a scene uh, where Archie, for some reason, can't sleep. So he goes for a midnight shirtless run. And to give you an idea of the reason why that just seems like, what? when they show the kids at school during the day, everybody's wearing like jackets and sweaters and coats. And then, but for some reason, when you go for a walk, and when you go for a run in midnight, you need to run shirtless. (laughs) No, exactly. And so those were the types of things,
0: again, as a filmmaker, that kind of lack of continuity kind of, I'm like, Okay, clearly it's not warm. Why is he going for a run shirtless?
1: Oh, so we can see his uh, pecs glistening in the sh- on the streetlights. That's what that's about. There's no so other clearly... reason for him to be running shirtless. He's not that upset. He managed to put pants on before he left to go for his run, but he couldn't put a shirt on.
0: Apparently the hell not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and this is one thing. Another reason I didn't think at the beginning that I was going to go for it is because um, Kevin, who is... Uh, one of the best friends, the gay best friend of, of Betty. Betty, he overacted in the very beginning. That scene, that very beginning scene where they're in their bedroom and they're talking about how how good what's his name looks now. Uh, Archie, Archie looks right. How good Archie looks now. They, he was overacting. He said, swell. I was like, are you trying to make it a mixture between the 1950s Archie and current day because it's not gonna work oh well no no
1: But that's one thing that's interesting to me about the show stylistically i think that that's what exactly what they're going for i mean look at how veronica look at what what are they who what team dresses like they how they have veronica dressing when she has those handbags and those like dresses as she's wandering around that town in it's just like clearly they're going for some and look at the haircuts on the kids uh, Jughead um he's got that Jughead hat on even though in this Jughead as opposed to the cartoons that I remember uh watching in reruns when I was a kid Jughead is now he's not stupid uh, the t- I guess the name Jughead is ironic because he's super introspective um yeah. he's super uh he's super intelligent and super thoughtful and he's actually writing a uh a novel about the events of the summer where one of their classmates uh mysteriously uh, uh died, so exactly they're totally and mixing that up. So I I do think that there definitely is a fifties vibe. They're trying to kind of mix both worlds together. I mean, they go to a place called Pops. Uh, right, a, like diner. A, a diner that has like, you know, all the 50s accoutrement that the original uh, series of and, uh, series, the original cartoon series, as well as the comic books had. So you have that look. Um, Betty has her hair in a ponytail and it's a slick ponytail and her because bangs. her bangs and everything. So they and she wears like sweaters over her shoulders. So I think they are trying to give us a little bit of 50s, even though people have cell phones. So they're, they're, they're trying, they're, they're playing with stylistically with it. And also, I got to talk about the town. There is a scene in the second episode where Veronica and Archie are walking home down the middle of the street that street could not be more picturesque. I want to move to Riverdale immediately and get one of those houses. Except for the kid, except for the sexy teen murders, it's a beautiful place to live.
0: Yeah, well, and I know you do your house hunting (laughs) internationally by watching television and movies, so I knew you were doing some major house shopping there. There was another part in that was a little disconcerting to me, and again, I know with television, especially fictional television, you really have to suspend disbelief to get into the world. But there was something that bothered me uh, when it was, uh, ooh, Cheryl. Was it Cheryl? I think, yeah, Cheryl said something about, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. And I said, do millennials even use Twitter? They use Instagram and Snapchat and stuff more, particularly Instagram. Yeah, so okay, now,
1: wait of, a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, I have several millennials that follow me on Twitter. I have a lot of Twitter followers, thousands they, of Twitter followers, they and do, a lot of a large section of them are also millennials. So they, they they uh don't put millennials into just one box.
0: I'm not putting them in one box. I'm but I'm going by data. It it they don't you they use Twitter. But not like they use Instagram and Snapchat. It, it, it's it, they just don't. Well, so just, that speaks why, to how
1: different that character is. She's a little bit. She's a little bit uh, uh, off to the side. She's not the way. She's not like the. She's not following the millennial crowd over to Instagram or Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> she wants the substance and the deep thought that is Twitter.
0: See, that's too much thinking. That's you you thinking. That's too much thinking <laughs> to me. What they should have done to make it, since this is a modern technology, if you, because most people are not going to read it to, oh, well, she's so introspective and not trying to follow that she uses Twitter. No. Because the average person probably does not know that statistic. They should have just said, oh, well, you can follow me on Instagram and left it at that. So to me, that was a little, uh, you should have went with Instagram instead of Twitter. But I digress, says somebody who teaches a social media class.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Well, I just love the fact with all that's going on, including the fact that Archie is like Mrs. Grundy, who was adorable old lady in the comic books, is now some like, you know, basically the actress they have playing Miss Grundy now is I don't know. Five six minutes older than the actor who plays Archie. Thank you.
0: And
1: and she has on these like Lolita sunglasses when she pulls them down and like checks out um Archie's sweaty abs as he's walking home in slow motion from a hard day's construction. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) but your issue is that that girl had a Twitter (laughs) account. no I, th- I said
0: one of my issues oh, okay. one of my issues oh that <laughs> nastiness was a whole other kettle of fish first of all i'm again i maybe i'm too much in the real world and thinking too real world for this but i'm like well i guess that is a turn on for some people but i'm just like this guy has just come from work we don't know his level of cleanliness anyway <laughs> and he's a student and teenagers sometimes are n- n- notorious for like not being as you know, especially teenage guys. <laughs> so you're gonna go. Uh, I don't even want to say because I
1: can't think. Hey, Doc. <laughs> your issue is Archie's hygiene. <laughs> yes. Versus, no. 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 First, no, the fact that how? he is a sophomore in high school and she is his music teacher.
0: One of the issues. One of the issues. So that's the first thing I think I'm like why would you want to be all up because already we don't know is hygiene may be questionable.
1: Uh, maybe Miss Grundy's into that she we she's all, we've already established that Miss Grundy is into sexy teens. Um it's not a far it's not a far stretch to think that Miss Grundy also likes her teens to you know be a little sweaty. So Miss Grundy likes her teens grungy or shall we call her Miss Grungy? Miss <laughs> so, Grungy
0: so okay that could be but no the other deeper thing is this boy is a sophomore in high school which means he's like 16
1: or 15
0: or 15 you okay at the youngest that you would be she might be 23 or 24 years old at the very youngest because you would have had to have graduated from college in order to be teaching yeah at a high school this is not little house in the prairie days so that means you're in your 20s probably somewhere in your mid to late 20s, and this is the only thing that Riverdale has to offer? Archie with his overly, overly orange hair? And that was a bad dye job. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> oh, you're hating on Archie's dye job.
0: <laughs> that dye job, come on, Hollywood, you know good and damn well part of your budget should have included Kim Kimball to do some color on your hair. I don't know what the issue is, but get it together. So I'm like, why is his hair so died
1: well also you know the to be real because we're gonna get this is getting shockingly real we're talking about like uh body odor we're getting real today on tv channel <laughs> um they would not get a natural redhead actor because the actor that they have playing archie if you look at his coloring and you look at him he clearly is not a redhead no. and so they they did that they basically got some uh some orange markers and colored his hair and um <laughs> And it looks like it. said It, <laughs> it
0: looks like no, it did. It His like- hair
1: color was by Crayola. It was just, it's not good. It's not Thank good.
0: Thank you. Or, or remember back in the day, <laughs> I don't know if you know about this, but people used to dye their hair with Kool-Aid.
1: Well, oh well, I, I I don't think that you mean back in today, because clearly I would not be, I would not be surprised if somebody yelled, "Oh yeah!" and then, <laughs> then Kool Aid burst wrong? in and because... threw a pitcher of Kool Aid at the actor playing Archie, and they're like, "Good enough, let's start shooting, action!" <laughs> because that's how bad his hair looks.
0: It was truly salon de Kool Aid. Okay? <laughs> it really was so a terrible dye job but yo you're right about the coloring and i mean that tells you about it because generally if you're a redhead you're going to have certain type of color you may be tend to be very fair you also may have freckles, freckles that probably that may not have been the look they wanted for archie but i mean freckles could be hot i don't know why anyway so yeah i i was not in love with his dye job another thing that got me about uh, about this is, to me, and maybe it's just me, because, you know, I'm heavily, heavily into diversity. But to me, it seemed like artificial diversity.
1: <gasps> they kind
0: of, yeah, they kind of, okay, so I get it with, okay, Josie and the Pussycats is, for those of you that know, uh, jo- Josie the the Pussycats, uh, the cartoon from the, that's actually the 1960s, the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon. And so now they have reincarnated in we- Riverdale or been reimagined, reimagined in Riverdale. As Now, I, this is not the first time because if you remember Josie and the Pussycats' movie, they were very multicultural. And, but now all of them are, okay, for lack of a better term, of African descent. It doesn't mean they're all 100% black, but all three of them are of African descent. And so I don't have a problem with that. It just seems a little odd that in this place that is very heavily white, that you would happen to have this group that would be all You know what I'm saying? Maybe they found each other because of their love of music, but it just seemed odd.
1: Well, no, they found that they found each other because of their love of music, and they just happened to be three smoking hot young black girls that could be also models. And they're oh, like, hey, "Wait a minute, we're the only black girls in this school, and we're all smoking hot." Wait, can you sing too? Damn it, let's start a group. That Thank makes you. sense. I that totally, I can buy that. Absolutely,
0: um, the only three black girls in the school <laughs> in the whole and town, just model. They they, 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 band, they banded
1: together. If I was if I was a, if I was a young black model in a in a (laughs) in a town I'm in a band with other hot black models and we're gonna start singing it just makes sense it's what you would do Tachi that's just um, being logical and speaking of uh, Josie we gotta mention we gotta give a shout out to like since we're talking we already talked about Luke Perry being a, a 90s star we've got to talk about uh, Josie's mother is played by Robin Gibbons. She is yes. the mayor of Riverdale. So I just that just puts a smile on my face. And all she I could, all I could think about when I saw her and they introduced her as the mayor, I'm like Mike Tyson must be eating his heart out. He let a future male of, a mayor of Riverdale slip through his fingers.
0: Can Mike Tyson spell Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs>
1: he would not have made a good political husband he wouldn't no no (laughs) she did the right thing getting rid of him but also one of the things that uh stuck out for me like unlike your twitter issues and millennials feel free to follow me on twitter i'm at big man out at on twitter anyway um
0: (laughs) shameless plug go ahead
1: tachi you have basically you you've helped me get rid of all of my shame reflex when it comes to telling people about this show i have i (laughs) i I am now shame free in fact i make a really good reality tv show contestant at this point i have no i should be one of the real house dudes of of los angeles that's how
0: (laughs) oh that show was coming best believe
1: (laughs) but but, um uh, unlike your twitter issues i have an issue with this uh two one character in the show mentions mentions montgomery cliff before the accident and another character mentions joan crawford in mildred pierce i'm like who is this show for the, who I don't understand these things that these kids are referencing. How they would have any idea what they're talking about?
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm like Montgomery Cliff. The average person your age does not know Montgomery. Montgomery,
1: but Cliff. not just that you I... mentioned Montgomery Cliff, but Montgomery. He goes, I like you know, um, I, he's as hot as Montgomery Cliff before the accident. Just like wait a minute, that is like that is like some deep classic movie film knowledge that you're not not only you know who memory Montgomery Montgomery Cliff is, but you know he was smoking hot until he was in a horrible car accident the fact that this character is supposed to be like 15 basically spouting that off uh out of nowhere it's not that just that he would spout that say that it's the fact that his other teen friends would be like what the hell are you talking about it'd be one thing if one teen basically knew knew about that but the fact that his other teen friends were all like yeah we know (laughs) all these teens when they're when they're not basically being sexy they're watching turner classic movies
0: (laughs) 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 everything do that i mean and you know what here's the thing i could see i could see that and that's where i think your point of them trying to mix the 50s vibe in with present day where that really makes sense because i could see if it was like one person doing it i could see if it was a jughead or whatever doing that but jughead actually seems the most modern out of everybody he kind of reminds me of a has that moody feeling of but not as diabolical as christian slater and heathers
1: oh you know what that is a really good callback tachi you're right he does have that thing going
0: he does not as diabolical well we don't know yet but
1: <laughs> oh it's there pretty early on and there's also some kind of one thing there's a couple of little like mystery things that are besides the uh the mystery of exactly uh who killed the star quarterback but yes. uh it's the fact that Archie and Jughead clearly were were longtime friends through their childhood, but they had a mysterious parting of the ways. We're not exactly sure what made their friendship break up, what's caused all the tension between them. And, uh, oh, one other thing I just have to mention, I can't let go. There's a line when, uh, like I, I mentioned in the synopsis, that Archie, when he and Mrs. Grundy are like, you know, uh, knocking boots in the forest, they overhear something that's very crucial to uh, a potential murder investigation. Uh, uh, and and he's saying that we should go to the police and tell them what we heard. And she's saying, no, you know, we could go to jail. I'm like, what do you mean we could go to jail? Um, Archie is a victim of, <laughs> he's Thank not you. going anywhere. Uh, you can go Thank to jail,
0: not we could so go to jail. Concerned. That, that's another reason. She, I'm like, first of all, there are no other men you could get involved with in Riverdale that you have to go after a 16-year-old. That's number one. Number two, she was so concerned about we could get in trouble, but, but nothing's going to happen to him because he's a minor. She's concerned about her and losing her job, possibly going to jail. But you didn't think about that when you were pressed up against your
1: window, the window of your car, <laughs> did you? <laughs> again you know what all the people that are over 15 don't have abs like archie and they don't run shirtless in the middle of the night so he's got that's what he's got going for him right there but one other thing we didn't talk about as far as there's more uh diversity or colorblind casting wherever you want to call it um there's the character reggie who's kind of like uh another friend of archie who's kind of a bully and he's a rich kid and he's of asian descent and then also of uh Veronica is also of Latin descent and her mother. Um, oh, another thing that makes no sense to me. Please help me out with this. Now, Veronica, they came from New York City. And now that her father is disgraced and in trouble for potential embezzlement, um, they had to slum it and move back to Riverdale where her where uh, Veronica's mother is from. She's so desperate for work. She goes to Archie's father, um and asked him for a job and he says he can't because how it'll look to have somebody whose husband is involved in a, a financial scandal. It won't look good to people that might want to hire him. And right. so their money is tight. And it, it's so tight that Veronica's mother has na- is now working as a waitress at Pop's Diner. Cut to veronica trying to make things better between her and betty after uh after uh something goes between in their uh budding friendship she has she, she tells us she has a uh, um she has cupcakes flown in flown in yes. like yes. a box of like two cupcakes has them like oh flown in from new york from her favorite bakery, Magnolia Bakery, because she thought that Betty would like them. And she gives her this bouquet of like tea roses that basically cost more than most people's mortgage. And I'm just like, wait, why is, why is your mother working at Pops? And that's <laughs> what I'm the saying. Waker. For you to give cupcakes and tea roses to your stanky little friend? To your friend that you, and that's the thing, to the person you've been friends with for 15 minutes. 50. in fact there are women who have been married to their husbands for 25 years if he came home with a bouquet that big of tea roses and cupcakes flown in from new york they would fall to the floor in a puddle of tears Thank a you, puddle Larry. of tears <laughs> let alone some girl that you've been friends with for 15 minutes <laughs> in high school
0: I See, again, that's what I'm talking about. There are serious continuity issues here. <laughs> serious continuity issues from running when it's clearly cold with no <laughs> shirt on to your mama is a waitress, yet you are flying in specialty cupcakes to cupcakes <laughs> plus tea roses to somebody you don't even know. That's a continuity problem. Did nobody think about that?
1: Apparently not. None of, none of the producers working on Riverdale. I do not know okay Tachi I think that we, it's time for us to wrap this up so I've got to find out what are you giving Riverdale are you going to change the channel or are you gonna stay tuned
0: see there needs we need to have another option <laughs> because here's the thing despite the lack of continuity uh, things and the fact that I didn't think I was going to be into it I ended up getting into it because they leave it in such a way that you need to know what's happening next <laughs> you need to like oh damn okay well, I have to watch the next one because I need to know what happened to X Y Z. So it probably would not have been my first choice to like on my own. I probably would not have watched it. But now that I'm watching it, I you know I'm getting into it. It is slowly starting to grow on me, so I'm going to keep watching.
1: So basically, you're going to kind of you're tentatively staying tuned or staying tuned with one eye open kind of thing. You're going to There you
0: go. <laughs> staying tuned. Hashtag side eye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what Tanchi uh, this week after after last, uh, after last week's shocker of us disagreeing vehemently uh, on a, on a, a series on unfortunate events, this week we are on the same page even down to the side eye. I didn't think I was gonna like this either. Mike, do I want to watch? Do I want to watch like teens standing by their locker having arguments? Uh, but um, no, this show is so there's something about it that the way it shot, first of all it is a beautifully shot show it is absolutely beautiful uh the way the whole vibe of it looks oh, it's yeah. it, it doesn't exist anywhere near a place called reality riverdale is nowhere near that town the town of reality so you just have to get used to it and suck that up but it is strangely compelling and the even the adults on the show betty's mother seems to have some kind of issues and some kind of secrets and we see her paying off a coroner for some reason we don't yes. know why what's that about she doesn't like archie she um, um she may have some past and issues with archie's father and um and uh i don't know if robin uh robin gibbons uh, the mayor what connection she might end up ultimately having with luke perry so there's a lot to kind of check out and i'm not i'm not saying i'm a long gonna be a long time fan or watching every single episode but i'd be long if i didn't say i was gonna watch it again
0: exactly exactly okay we're on the same page this week
1: i uh, we're back we're back home we're back home we're
0: back home and, <laughs> and for the record. It's not like Lemony Snicket was one of my favorites. It was that same type of thing of, okay, I kind of want to see what's next.
1: Tachi, you're giving things away. People, now they won't go back and listen to the last episode if they missed it already. Don't, yeah. Well, I'm very mysterious and on the fence of where I was. You mentioned Lemony
0: Snicket you mentioned it that's why i said it
1: i just said that we disagreed i didn't say who agreed and who liked and who didn't like that's all i said i just said we disagreed now you basically you ruined it for those people who are listening backwards
0: oh well then they weren't going to listen anyway (laughs) yes they were You really
1: (laughs) okay i think it's time for us to wrap this show up
0: clearly clearly On that note, (laughs) I want to say thank you all so much for listening because you are the reason that we do this. We enjoy each other and we enjoy television and we love the fact that you enjoy what we do. And so before we sign off, Kevin, can you give our social media?
1: All right, we are on Facebook, and because uh, we're not millennials, we are also on Twitter. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) But because we support millennials, we are also on Instagram, (laughs) and we're on Snapchat. (laughs) And everywhere we are on social media, we are known as TV channeling. So check us out. Follow, follow, follow me on Twitter with uh, uh, uh our TV channeling on Twitter because I actually care about Twitter. Unlike Dachi, you can follow us on Instagram and on Snapchat, and also uh we're on Facebook. Check us out.
0: <sighs> on that sad throw me under the bus. <laughs> We're going to say a sign off. So I'm going to say goodbye from Tachi.
1: And goodbye from Kevin. Because if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.